Date gloriam laudi eus. Make his praise glorious in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Last Sunday, in the intro, as you will recall, it was as if we heard Saint Peter proclaiming for our joy and consolation, the earth is full of the mercy of the Lord. But today in the introit, the church sings, that is to say, we sing, jubilate unto God, all the earth, sing ye a psalm unto his name, make his praise glorious, make his praise glorious. This is the mission of the church. To make glorious the praise of God. Abbot Gironger called the church, and rightly, the Society of the Divine Praise. The mission of the church is to summon the whole earth into jubilation unto God, to recall all nations and peoples into the work of God, to which St. Benedict says, nothing is to be preferred. Sing ye a psalm unto his name, make his praise glorious. What does this mean? It means, I think, that the earth and all it holds exists for what? For the praise of God. For the praise of God. Man falls short of that for which he was created when he forgets or neglects to worship God. Increasingly, there is a trend to push God out of society, to squeeze him out of our culture. Happily, the new legislation in Poland has once again given Sunday over to the worship of God and to family life, leaving space and time open to God. Under the totalitarian regimes of the last century, and alas, even today, there are so-called new cities being constructed, skillfully planned in view of every facility, having schools and green spaces and clinics and libraries, and museums, and shopping districts, and sports fields, and industrial parks, and of course, fitness centers. All of these things may be constructed with an eye to beauty, with attention to detail, having compatibility with every technological advancement. If, 
however, in these new cities, there is no sanctuary, no altar, no tabernacle containing the irradiating glorious body of Christ, not only are such places not fit for man, created in the image and likeness of God, such places are dehumanizing, dehumanizing. In every place where the praise of God is not made glorious, that is to say, in every place where the praise of God is silenced, where churches are closed and boarded up, as is happening more and more, notably on the continent, in places where the worship of God is forsaken, man becomes less than human. The first step of man's descent into inhumanity is the step that takes him away from the church. The secular city, so exalted in the 1960s, is but the first phase in the terrible and inexorable process of man's alienation from himself. Now, the builders of churches and cathedrals and abbeys and monasteries in former ages, ages of faith, had in view only this, to make glorious the praise of God. But in doing this, they allowed men to become their true selves, their best selves, to become fully and truly human. The glory of God is man fully alive. In building such places, they allowed men to raise their gaze to the things that are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Only when man keeps in his sight God and the things of God is he truly human. The secular city, the secular nation, the culture in which there is neither time for God nor place for God, descends into a harsh and dismal unloveliness. Beauty withers, withers, I say, in every society that marginalizes God and the things of God. You have only to look at some of those post-war cities constructed in East Germany. Hideous places. Dehumanizing places. Places devoid of all loveliness. Because in these places there was no space nor time left for God. We ask in today's collect for the grace to reject those things. Actually, reject is a very sanitized rendering of the word. The Latin asks in the collect 
that we may spit out those things which are contrary to the name of Christian, and seek after such things as befit that name. In this regard, Ireland fast approaches a crossroads. Two signposts loom ahead. The first points to the things which are contrary to the name of Christian. You know what they are. The second points to such things as befit that name. The choice of the secular city and its values will lead to barrenness, unloveliness, emptiness, and despair. It's a fact that whenever God and the things of God are squeezed out of a society, the rate of suicide goes up. Barrenness, unloveliness, emptiness, and despair. The choice of the second, things that befit the name of Christian, will lead to the sound of jubilation in the city, to the praise of God made glorious, and to man fully alive. The choice of God and the things of God is costly, and not without sorrow. But our Lord tells us in today's Gospel that it will be the fruitful sorrow, the fruitful travail of the woman giving birth. Amen, amen, I say to you that you shall lament and weep, but the world shall rejoice. And you shall be made sorrowful, but your sorrow shall be turned into joy. You see, the joy of the world turns into sorrow. But the sorrow of the Christian always, always turns into joy. Jesus says, a woman when she is in labor hath sorrow, pain, travail, because her hour is come, but... When she hath brought forth the child, she remembereth no more the anguish or joy that a man is born into the world. So also you now indeed have sorrow, but I will see you again, and your heart shall rejoice, and your joy no man shall take from you. No one can deprive man of the joy that comes from making glorious the praise of God. And this ultimately is what it means to be human. This is the vocation to full humanity. Man fully alive is the man who makes glorious the praise of God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.